Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Every family here in the Commonwealth needs to think long and hard about the well-being of your loved ones before you make your plans. Before my husband decided to run for president, the media loved him because they saw the man that I see every day. Someone tough, successful, and care. <laughs> I agree. No one would suggest that he's not handsome. This is Melania Trump earlier today at a campaign event talking about Donald Trump and his uh, the ride so far. We got a lot of stuff. Holy crap, do we have a lot of stuff. This is a good day. Happy Tuesday or happy Wednesday, depending on where you are on this stuff. Big day today. Our sister paper, the one I work for, uh, the sister paper, the Boston Herald, endorsed Donald Trump today. Which is big. They didn't endorse anybody in 2016. And I think that that, uh, that uh, says a lot. It says a lot. And I think if you read the editorial, it was a good editorial. By the way, I'll be on with Jerry Callahan tomorrow, probably talking about this and a whole bunch of other stuff. It, uh, it was based around jobs. And the idea that is that we essentially need a jobs fixer right now, and he's the guy to do it. It's a good editorial. It's, uh, I'd suggest you read it. It... Uh, there are people in the landscape of media and otherwise in Massachusetts, Massachusetts who are not happy about it and could not possibly think that anybody could ever deign, is it deign? Mm-hmm. Deign to uh, consider Donald Trump eligible to be endorsed. My God, I mean, how could that be? He's obviously antithetical to everything that's decent and normal on Earth. And we need to restore honor to the White House, I, one guy told me today, which is uh, great. It's great that so, but everybody is so studied up on politics in the White House that before 2016 there was never dishonesty, there was never flim flam, there was never, um, there was never, <laughs> there was never, uh, uh, you know, politicking and special interests and anything. Else. It, Washington, it's it's crazy. Before 2016, Washington was crystal clean. Man, what a nice and noble place Washington was. But Donald Trump came in there and he bought influence and power and corruption and all that stuff. But that's where you are. Trump out in the campaign trail today, enjoying himself as he is as usual. I don't know. The guy doesn't either. He doesn't see the polls, doesn't believe the polls, or he just doesn't have the DNA to give a bleep. But he is having fun out there. And he trolls. He, he, troll, he trolls intentionally and unintentionally. Everybody wants it. Your husband's. Your husbands, they want to get back to work, right? They want to get back to work. We're getting your husbands back to work, and everybody wants it. We're getting your husbands back to work. 
Because obviously none of the ladies work, right? <laughs> well, they don't want to go to work. But it's such a great, it's a, it's a, such a great, he's talking like people talk. And I love it. I think it's, I think it's one of the things he did to, um, to improve the public discourse by public servants. And we'll see if uh, if he can keep that up or if somebody else can do it. Uh, who knows? But as we played earlier, Melania, out representing as well. Melania does more campaigning than Joseph uh, Fitzgerald Biden seems to do. Before my husband decided to run for president, the media loved him because they saw the man that I see every day. Someone tough, successful, and fair. And handsome! <laughs> I agree. I agree, she says. Coming from, uh, I think, probably inarguably one of the most beautiful women to ever be in around a public service. And of somebody, a rare and unique success story as well. This is not a person who is well off. This is a person who made her way, made her bones uh, in a tough profession with a lot of competition. And uh, she became in, you know, her own business and... Uh, and uh, she's now married to the uh, leader of the free world. I like you know it's too bad because if she were married to a good democratic president, there would be no more famous person in the world. And Melania would be the second most popular baby mm-hmm. name in the world. She speaks several languages. She's a success story. She's she's uniquely beautiful. She's a model, obviously, and uh, she, she's a sweet and kind person. But, you know, she's married to him, so she's uh, obviously some witch who's just mm-hmm. making coats out of dogs. And it's all you have to know. And it, nobody will dress her. All the good, all the good and uh, and uh, care-minded and respectful uh, fashion designers, so many of them, they know how good they are. They know what good people they are. They won't dress her. They'll dress anybody else. That's fine. They were happy to dress Harvey Weinstein, I bet. But no, they won't do it for her because she's married to Hitler. Man, imagine being so freaking angry all the time. But they are, man. They are angry and miserable. Oh. I talk to a bunch of them. Every day I talk to a bunch of them or interact with a bunch of them. It's a tough way to go through life, honestly. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. Being and that upset and all I, the time. Right. And I remember being during the Obama administration that that, uh, that I was upset at many current events that happened. I was upset when they passed health care after the Scott Brown thing and and he was an arrogant dude, and I was upset about that. And I understand, it, but I was never. Those years were fantastic years, because why would you plug all of your happiness into the the White House? Mm-hmm. The hell yeah, you no, you're asking for trouble if you Jeez. if you depend on politicians to make you happy, then you're always going to be miserable. There's just exactly. No- and if you do decide, you know what, I'm just going to make my life dependent upon what's happening in the White House, in my happiness level depending, then maybe you should brush up on what happens in the White House so that you're not taken by surprise and suddenly popping Xanax every evening just to get through the night because it seems like something unorthodox is being normalized. All right. So uh, other stuff on the Internet, which is generally good, was this. Biden, there's a Biden hip hop song out now. Which I have no problem with this song. It is it's funny because he is the most doddering, shuffling old person <laughs> in the history of presidential politics. No doubt, doubt about that. I mean, I thought back in nineteen eighty eight, Lloyd Benson. I thought like this guy is going to uh, need his a a um, a team of medics any moment now when he was out in the campaign trail. But no, no, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is looking rough, but his songs, his the people who like him are young and hip and cool, and so he's got cool music. So this is a this was the song was accompanied by a dance by this a girl on hip hop on TikTok. So, oh yeah, right. Well, a hip hop dance. I'm a sorry, hip hop dance on TikTok. Right. So she's very aggressively dancing and mouthing the words. Of this not a bad song. We're on the rise, is Biden. Time to rise, we're rising. So when I say Joe, you say Biden. Joe, Biden. Biden. Joe, Biden. Biden. When I say Joe. You say Biden, Joe. 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 Joe.
something about getting invited to a party in a Kennedy. I don't know. I couldn't understand anything happening there. But when the left does, generally when the left, the professional entertainment class does like songs, they're better songs. They're not bad. Mm-hmm. When the when the non-professionals do it. They... But um, but the thing about this video was there's a girl, there's this white girl just like dancing to all this music. Mm-hmm. Who's obviously a twenty-four-year-old, like rich girl in law school from Dover, Massachusetts? You know, who's absolutely, considering the rules of twenty twenty, should not be the person dancing to hip hop and rap. You know, but no, I wouldn't think so. She's very white. I mean, and her dancing is it's about as hip as I distance myself from that. It's remark. about as hip as Trump's dancing, really. Yay! You stop that. That's about as hip as my dancing. Trump, <laughs> I was uh, jealous. But that's where he is. Now, if you missed it, there's also been um, there's been some violence in Philadelphia. Yesterday, was it yesterday when they shot the guy? A guy was carrying a knife going after cops with a knife, and they shot him dead. And, of course, nonviolent protests broke out all over. I think over. it was the day before yesterday. Let's do, okay, I so think it was all, the yesterday, night all night, night uh, where there were nonviolent protests <coughs> featuring stores being looted and fires. Mm-hmm. The, more, the normal kind of nonviolent protests that we're used to in... Um, in all around the country in 2020, which I was told today by a good liberal that they were all caused by Trump because he's dividing the nation. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, here is the chief law enforcement officer of Philadelphia, named Danielle Outlaw, is her name, and she's talking about exactly what went down there. And you're going to hear some buzzwords. Yesterday, individuals throughout the city came together to peacefully protest. Uh-huh. The criminal activity that occurred throughout the city was not a part of these protests, and it did not serve any legitimate purpose. No, two totally different things. The peaceful protesters were totally different, totally different. You have to separate these two things. The peaceful protesters were doing it for criminal justice issues, social justice issues, and because they're really good people in Black Lives Matter, the organization. That's right. Then, now, erase that. That's all gone. New etch sketch Then the criminal element, nothing related at all, destroyed the city and beat the hell out of the police i would like to acknowledge and thank our officers as well as our community partners for their commitment to their communities as well as the restoration of order at this point we are able to present the following updates mostly peaceful we as a uh, at approximately last night originally starting at malcolm x park as a peaceful protest as i said Incidents of civil unrest began to spread throughout surrounding residential neighborhoods and business corridors around the 18th Police District at 55th and Pine, as well as the 52nd Street Corridor. As a result, 30 officers were injured. 29 of those have been treated and released. Just 30 injured, you know? Maybe we should rethink police, you know? Having them injured is rethinking them in a way, so there you go. Just 30 cops injured. But the lead of the night is not that there was violent protests. That's not it. It was just there were peaceful protests, justified protests because of the death of a, of a young man. Now it's fine. That's it. And that's the end of it. All you need to roll, closing credits. Asterisks. Sure, yes. I mean, later, yes, there were 30 cops hurt. That, but And the majority of these officers covered, suffered various cuts and bruises after being struck by projectiles, mainly bricks, rocks, and other debris. There was one sergeant who is still hospitalized with a broken leg after she was intentionally run over by an individual driving a pickup truck. As I stated, she is currently hospitalized and unfortunately is in stable condition. But they calm down. She was just run over by a pickup truck. It could happen during any peaceful protest. And what I found is usually it's a badge of honor to get run over by a pickup truck during a Peaceful protest. It's not that there was chaos and mayhem and anarchy in the streets of Philly last night. No, not at all. That's not what we're here to talk about. That was an ancillary issue. That's fine. There was damage to several PPD vehicles. uh, Eight, to be exact. Were the poor boys involved? I assume they were, because this sounds like a normal uh, Monday night for the poor boys and all of these other groups who get uh, subtle dog whistles from President Trump and take to the streets and just uh, raise hell. Uh, One of which, one of those eight were set on fire, and the other vehicles sustained uh, various vandalism and damaged windshields and other windows. 
There was also one fire department vehicle, a medical unit, uh, medic unit windshield. You know this, and this is not exactly new territory. But if it was the uh, poor boys or the NRA or, um, you know, the, the log cabin Republicans who set a police car on fire, that would be the most famous police cruiser in the history <laughs> of the world. That police cruiser would be on every magazine, would, would be the, the still photo and graphic of every broadcast in the world. It would be everybody's avatar on the left in the world. Um, it, it would be the most famous vehicle that was ever seen in the world, ever. It would it would win a Nobel Prize just for being the car that was that was uh, peaceful, protested, and then lit on fire. That was vandalized. Moving on to arrests, there were a total of ninety-one. Barely any, really, when you think about it. The poor boys have at least a thousand night. I'm told they're the ones that are causing all the all the uh, trouble. Oh, can you imagine? And the thing is now that all of these, and I'm not going to play any more of that of her. I can't, but is that they, they're reshaping and distorting now reality, and now they're getting good at it, and they've got that muscle uh, formed now so that they just do it without thinking. No, no, everything you saw is not what you saw. No, yep, it was a peaceful protest, justified, obviously. Rethink the police, defund the police. Um, and uh, police are murdering people every day. But, yeah, it, separately there were some incidents. The incidents come from nowhere. Obviously, I mean, I think that the climate of this whole thing has been coming from Pennsylvania Avenue, certainly to divide the nation and create this strife. But that's it. Nope. No one. There is no accountability when you raise hell and beat and murder and destroy for the right reasons. No accountability. That's it. Here's the mayor, Jim Car Kenny, answering questions about um, the barely 90 arrests and 30 cops, uh, you know, hospitalized, including one that was run over. Jim. With the number of pharmacies and ATMs that were robbed overnight and also the stores boarding up and closing early in an abundance of caution because a lot of them feel there's going to be more of the same tonight. Can you speak to these crimes of opportunity and how that will affect the city in the long term? Well, we were hoping that we won't have any repeat of what we've seen last night and we're taking every precaution that we can to be. We're hoping we won't have any and we're taking every precaution that we can. Doesn't sound too promising if you're a business owner. Frankly. Right. Well, I just hope they tired themselves out Monday night because Tuesday night. We'll take every precaution, the same precautions we took to get 30 of our guys in the hospital and one person run over. Take precautions. How about you stop riots? How about you, The poor boys aren't allowed to go out there like this. I remember being, when, when we were joining some of the Tea Party things, we had to get permits and we had to be done at a certain time and we nobody littered. Nobody just, we didn't know that the key was to just raise hell and handcuff yourself to a, a, a jersey barrier and stop traffic. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. But he's, you know, you know, we're hoping it doesn't happen tonight. I mean, if there were an elected official in the municipality, <laughs> maybe they could, you know, use his executive powers to make sure it doesn't happen. That would be great. But I mean, I'm I'm just I'm with the cause. You know, I'm Jim Kenny. Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't want any trouble here. I'm with it. I've gone down and talked to them as they have berated me and thrown fruit at me. He staffed and, and uh, policeman uh, to, to avoid that situation that happened last night. Um, um I love how it's a situation that happened last night. Mm -hmm. And this is not like, it's funny. It's a situation that happened last night. Like, even going back years ago in in Boston, when when we had teams that were capable of winning championships, there would be the championship would be won, and then the college kids and then the thugs from Southie would get plastered, and they'd converge and try to topple police cars and raise hell. And the story, the timeline was told exactly like that. Knuckleheads, the mayor would say, you know, misbehaved, talk, were too, got too drunk, got too into the game. They're acting like idiots. Knuckleheads. They were given, there was a, a moral definition of what they were. They were knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. They were idiots. These, guys, these people who do this, nope, they're just part of something that happened. That's it. We've been through a very difficult time. We recognize that. The end of May, beginning of June was, was extremely difficult. Uh, and... Um, this is him giving the aggressors a tongue bath, of course. 
Again, right. it's extremely difficult. It's a difficult time. You know, it's not, we understand. We're just it's all just, very emotional. Oh, damn, 2020. It's just 2020. And then our BG died. I don't blame. And I will also say that, that looting is not protest. Uh, oh, my God. Wow, talk about... Wait, looting isn't protesting? No, I mean, this is... Talk about a profound... Wait, I think some people in you. Massachusetts lost their jobs for saying that. <laughs> That's, That's exactly... dangerous talk, I mean. It's exactly right. And I don't have to go to the movies anymore because of that. And vandalism is not protest. So these are oh, not peaceful... That is tough talk. I don't like that. ...protesters. There are a lot of, peace, there are a lot of peaceful protesters out there last night and uh, perhaps over the next week week or two. Uh, but vandalism and looting is, is not... Except we won't be prosecuting anybody for it, and you'll all be back on the street immediately, and we apologize for ever detaining you at all. Sorry, 90 people who were arrested. We apologize to you. And, and he said it could go on for the next one to two weeks. So, sorry, businesses. It's You know what? It's like the weather. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. I- well, I mean, you did. I mean, you get, it probably would have just been a day, but but we uh, confirmed Amy Coney Barrett. And that actually broke the last um, last wishes, dying wish of RBG, right. which is, I think, what I was seeing most of the people protesting for. And we will continue to to staff and man our business strips, our strip malls, uh, and our downtown uh, and the and the stores in the neighborhood to the best of our ability, uh, and um, make sure that we avoid this again. Wait, how are you staffing and manning the businesses in the neighborhood? <laughs> are you going to stand well. up front of them? Because they're not staffed or manned anymore. They're boarded up now and abandoned. And uh, Acting Commerce Director Sylvie Geyer Howard is with us. Uh, so I don't know if you had any thoughts you wanted to add on that. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think that um, we have been in, we have not been um, asking businesses to close, although we do know that some businesses have gotten in touch with us and told us that they are choosing to do so. For some reason, we don't understand why. Perhaps it was the fire and uh, mobs. We don't know for sure. Voluntarily, which which is totally up to them. Um, uh, we are certainly, um, we understand businesses are very anxious right now. They already were anxious about the elections um, prior to this week <laughs> and the incident that took place. So... They were anxious about the elections just in case there was another turnout in which in a situation occurred where we also weren't able to protect you adequately because we're afraid to. Um, we are encouraging to be prepared, um, you know, to have um, anything like flower pots or any kind of movable furniture, um, be ready to take that in and, and have that really easily accessible to, to move or not have it outside if possible. Yes, acting three-name commerce manager. I need to know because I don't want my businesses to be destroyed again. What kind of help are we going to get from you? Take your flower pots in. They're going to use those to throw them out at you. Thanks for calling. Can you rate this call for us? Jesus. Thanks, I, I guess. Thanks. I'll remove all the bricks from in front of your building and remove all the flower pots. Anything that you're afraid might be hurled into your window, I'd remove. You know, uh, were we helpful to you? Please uh, take a brief survey, if you don't mind, at the end. Jesus. That's great. Well, Stephen Hall is a Philly business owner who, of course, uh, this is a black guy. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully he removed the flower pots from in front of uh, the wreckage uh, that used to be his business. This story had nothing to do with what happened last night with the shooting. Okay? And that's the first thing they do. They jump on opportunity. This is not opportunity. This is, this is how I make my money to pay my bills and feed myself. Now I'm going to be out of work for two or three months. Now where am I going to work at? Stephen, did you remove the flower pots? Okay, step over the burning embers that was your life, that was your livelihood, that was the one thing that you had worked hard for for decades, and and with blood, sweat, and tears, managed to put together and have up and running, and just move your flower pots because there's still a couple of open businesses on this street, and we're afraid that these flower pots that you recklessly left out here are going to be uh, projectiles, you know, and and hitting a barista in the head. So. So there you go. Thanks. Good luck, Philly. Jeez. Hopefully election goes okay. My God. Alice, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's terrible, and I'm sorry for the people that live there, but it's just, I mean, I've never seen officials in so many places across the country just completely abdicate responsibility for, I mean, you would think that public safety is like their 
primary objective. You know, what's the point of having a city government if you can't keep people from breaking into all the businesses and destroying them? Well, um... I mean, why, the, why pay taxes? What's the point of it? What are they... What exactly are you getting for it? Well, there are a bunch of people now in Philly, store owners now, with rakes going through what was left of their stores, collecting flower pots and wearing masks. And the elected officials feel that they've done their jobs on both fronts. So, there you go. Wear a mask and stop saying you're not... Why are you wearing a mask now, by the way? Jesus. Charlie Baker will not be pleased. We're getting to that in a second. He is... Guess what? Commonwealth of Massachusetts, if this is you uh, listening, and anybody else, by the way, if you're in any blue state, guess what? You're in trouble again. <laughs> you're in trouble again, and put the stuffing away in the oyster crackers and anything for Christmas. That that a pound cake is going away, and uh, candy cane. No, 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 no. All that is over. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. But my friend Kamala, Kamala Harris, I've been essentially covering Kamala Harris for essentially four years. Um, and nobody ever had a problem with me calling her Kamala until the last six months. And this is part of the bullying, the B BS that's going on. As a matter of fact, I she might have been called Kamala until the last few months. Needless to say, she's in Detroit now and talking to the folks there about voter suppression. And this is, I don't know. I don't know much. I grew up, uh, I think Kamala actually grew up in a nicer upbringing than I did. She had, uh, her parents were college professors or something, weren't they? I'm not sure. Right. Yours was pretty nice. Mine? Yeah. I my, mean, your town and My stuff. town was nice. I came from the, the bad side of that town, Alice. Mm -hmm. So let me get into it. I did. It was, it was, the whiff of stone ham was in the air many mornings, <laughs> and you don't want that. So Kamala Harris is in Detroit talking to a majority black audience. And I don't know anything, like I said before. I just feel like something about the way she spoke changed. And I don't know how this works. It just seemed to me that I was hearing a different, a different, maybe it was the mask. I was hearing a different Kamala. Terrible people are trying to make it difficult for folks to vote. Yes. You're hearing about that, Pastor, hearing about it. Friendly, right. you know. Right. And you gotta ask. Why are so many powerful people trying to suppress our vote, trying to confuse us about voting, yes. messing with the post office? Yes. Can you believe messing with the post office? Yes. Pardon me? Who is this we're listening <laughs> to again? Wasn't there a movie? Is this like a... This is Queen Latifah switched out for uh, Kamala here? Why are they doing all this? Because they know our power. Yes. They know our power. They know when we vote, things change. Yes. They know when we vote, we win. Yes. So Can you stop saying yes, sir, by the way? Stop saying yes. You're encouraging her. And, <laughs> and she's going to keep on going. This is a stump speech. She's going to keep on going regardless. We get it. Let's not let anybody take our power from us, ever. Could we let them take the keys to the cars that are running, creating all the back background noise from you for just a few moments while you speak? The background noise in these in these uh, gatherings now of Democrats, they've got they've got now they're showing us how safe they are. So all everybody's car runs. So there's 18 cars running, and they can't be near. They have to be out in the field. So there's usually a generator in the background which usually for them is good because it blocks out uh, – if they were to have, hypothetically, a candidate with declining cognitive <laughs> skills, it might block out some of his uh, issues. At election time, at election time, one of the best expressions of our powerful voices. If this was Biden up there, who it should have been right now, he wouldn't break it into a Joey. My father used to tell me, Joey. It's through our vote. And so – We've got nine days before this election is over, Detroit. And I'm here to ask everybody who turned out this Sunday morning, all these souls at the polls. Pardon me? Okay. <laughs> all these souls at the polls. I am here to ask for your help. Because Joe and I cannot do this without you. 
We can do it, though, without Joe, as you've noticed. I'm in Detroit and in Michigan for the first time as early vote. People aren't used to it, though, right? Thank you, brother. But people aren't used to it. Oh, that's right. Thank you, brother. So we got to let everybody know that it's easy to do and that they can do it any day and do it around their schedule. So I need you to help me pass the word that people can vote and should early vote. Okay? Yes. Because yes. remember, <laughs> in 2016... Yes, 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 say the cars beeping out there. <laughs> so if they're too far away to hear it, obviously. How do they... Do they even... get it piped in or something? I don't like, know what do they're getting, but how do they... radio yes, station beep, 75 beep, or beep, Yep. Yeah, that's right. I'm beeping the horn. We're enthusiastic. I assume there's somebody there saying, there's beepable stuff happening right now, <laughs> waving their arms. By the way, you know, yesterday or over the weekend, I just talked to uh, Michael Graham about this, and you, you, we, we played that audio yesterday of Biden saying, I, I work 12 hours a day. Well, and that was in Philly or somewhere in Pennsylvania. So apparently they called the lid early yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Then as the press is standing outside of Biden's place, whoever's left, you know, saying, I don't know what to do. They call the lid. So I'll just, I don't know. Hopefully the dogs will come out soon. We'll play with them. Um, is the Biden tour truck suddenly, bus suddenly pulls up. And they pick some journalists and say, hey, we're not telling you where we're going, but Joe's in the front of the bus, and we're going to go to a campaign stop. And so, yeah, so they drive 15 minutes down the road. They stop in front of one of the Biden, you know, uh, stuff and envelope centers. And that's where we saw that thing yesterday. And so they were, Biden was out and about. Mike was out and about, and that's working when, on the campaign, right? And he said, "You know, I've been I campaigned for twelve hours." And then somebody said, "So are you going to pack the court again?" And then they pushed all the cameras away as he mumbled in answer <laughs> to it. So that's what the the secret sauce is now for Biden. It's just simply, it really is good old fashioned propaganda. You know, just setting him up in places, driving down the street, mm-hmm. pretending he's out and about. He is not out and about. It was on average two votes per precinct. We know. We can do better. And we know there is so much at stake. And we know the ancestors are relying on us to not let them down when there is so much at stake. So, Detroit, I thank you. Whose ancestors? Who is she able to uh, allowed to say that about? I don't know. I have. I guess I don't have a dog. Is in it this, her but... Indian ancestors or her Jamaican ancestors? I don't. I don't know. But the ancestors, I guess they're all. She. Maybe they all have the same. I don't know. But a couple of things just jumped out. Messing with the post office. Yes. Can you believe messing with the post office? Yes. Ooh, yes. Yes, we can, Kamala. You just said it once uh, in an absolutely derogatory, condescending, and pandering <laughs> manner. We get it. Yes, pandering. We see. We get it. We understand what you're trying to do. All these souls at the polls. Yes. Yes. Thank you. We see you've you've uh, hit a rhythm here of uh, <laughs> completely pandering to us. The ancestors are relying on us Jeez. to not let them down when there is so much at stake. Ah, the ancestors. Let's bring this home. Let's bring it home. Let's bring this home. Let's bring this home. Let's bring it home. Hmm. Oh, the imagine. ancestors. But Biden was somewhere yesterday. So I don't know if this is when they pulled him over 15 feet away or wherever he was, but... Uh, and the, the best thing about when, when Biden speaks is uh, that there are new revelations that come out of it, new <laughs> news. And one thing is that I didn't know this before, and I think it's wonderful that uh, Kamala Harris is apparently married to a uh, woman. 270. But my wife, Jill, as you know, and Doug Emhoff, uh, Kamala's wife are there. Kamala will be back uh, later this week, I think on Friday. I applaud that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that the first man or the second man could be named Doug, I think, is great. I stand behind. Were you saying something else? Before I stepped on you, apologies for that. No, I'm. I have no problem. All right. Well, you stop laughing then, right now, because you're about to hear something very deep and heavy. And I okay. hope you enjoyed your Amy Coney Barrett uh, thing last night. I know Jerry loved it. <sighs> Jerry Callahan, I'll be with Jerry tomorrow morning. Amy- I'm at peace in my heart. Oh, oh, good, good. Uh, about Amy. Do you know how much that costs? Um, 
Nothing? No. Cost a law degree? Cost 100,000 oh. lives is what it cost. Oh. Chris Hayes is not pleased. And I hope you enjoyed watching the thing last night. And Amy Coney Barrett, he is not pleased. 100,000. 100, that's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of dead people for a, for one Supreme Court justice. But Chris mm-hmm. Hayes, he finally made the transition. First, for years, he was just simply... He was morphing into Rachel Maddow. The two were inseparable. You couldn't <laughs> tell which one was which, and it's fine. And then more recently, he was uh, turning into Tucker Carlson. Now he is Chris Hayes Olbermann. He has uh, lost it, and he has peeved. And you can't just – of course, it just can't be a, a party for a, a new justice and a new justice sworn in. No, no, no. It's always with the left, and, and they wonder why, by the way, the anxiety in the country is so terrible. The anxiety in the country, country is so terrible. I, it's, it's all Trump who does it. I wonder why the anxiety is so high. For a long time to come. You know what? He's right. Although there's one thing that was missing in his speech. It's something that's been missing from a lot of conservatives I see writing about the election. Something else that Mitch McConnell and the Institutional Republican Party and all the staffers and the lawyers and the factotums and the functionaries and the people sitting in the White House watching this right now. Listen, a hole. <laughs> factotum. Yes, we will be looking up factotum right now. <laughs> what a jerk! What a jerk! Factotum. Factotum definition. What an a hole. Okay, an employee who does all kinds of work. So obviously, and I write a lot for my job, and I am a go-to when I don't want to use the same word eleven times. Go to the synonym. Thesaurus.com. Exactly. Factotum. There you go. Oh, shut up. Factotums. <sighs> God, they, they have this thing, this, if you can have, be a wordy, NPR-sounding, snippety person on MSNBC, then you are encouraged to have long monologues that are pointed, that are overwrought, that are full of factotums. <laughs> Perhaps the people in Capitol Hill who have TV on right now and the right wing press who've been supporting and spinning for this president and the people who work for Donald Trump himself and all of his apologists who like to post as in. I do like how he says that in the right wing press who've been supporting and spinning for this president. Yeah, only the right wing press supports and spins for this president, Chris. That's right. The moderate right press, the center press, the center left press and the radical left press. Don't spin for this president. Right. As a matter of fact. They spin against this president. Right. Independent thinkers, too clever by half, removed from it all. Something that every last one. I also generally have a problem with too clever by half. (laughs) Of them have done together other than Supreme Court justices, which cannot be reversed. And that is they have participated in a project that has led to the deaths of probably 100,000 Americans who didn't have to die. That seems to me like it should be considered breaking news. That is big. That they participated in this project that led to probably 100,000 people dying. That's huge. Congratulations. You got that done, too. That also can't be reversed. Now, to me, this seems like that's sarcasm, and he's actually angry that they, were, that they got that done and that they did this. <laughs> they can't come back. We can't undo that. That's the other accomplishment here, Judge Barrett. What the hell did she do? <laughs> she didn't do She's anything. She's busy doing real human stuff, like with seven <laughs> kids in a crappy Dodge Caravan. Why are you yelling at her? They traded one for the other. They traded those lies for this justice. And they had a party about it in the Rose Garden, too, now. that's This is full over now. How dare you? Haven't you some they decency? They celebrated deaths. I mean, I could be cynical but i have a really hard time uh, it's just it's hard for me to take this seriously about like that amy coney barrett's scotus seat costs a hundred thousand lives when that's like a fifth or a sixth of the number of abortions that happen in the u.s every year so i mean trade-offs Ooh, trade-offs putting yourself I guess? On an island out there well i, I mean, don't know i, I mean no, but if you're going to talk about like lives impacted no, by government Trump policies, a that's super... a pretty clear cut no. one. That's like 500,000 Americans that weren't born no. in 2020. Trump because, is a super spreader. That's incorrect. Because Trump of is... Justice Ginsburg. And I don't like Barrett it that is way. A, Barrett is a super spreader, and Trump is a super spreader, and that is fine. And you know, with COVID and super spreading, 
um, that uh, minorities are hit hardest, unlike with abortion, where minorities are not affected at all. We can't do anything about the lies we've lost or about Amy Coney Barrett being on the Supreme Court. She's going to be now. So all we can do is take that rage and channel it, rise up together as a country to kick them out of power and begin some work towards repairing what they've broken and mourning those we've lost. I don't care if the business I build is only builds risers or only has to do with ascending from a lower height to a higher height, I will never ask somebody to rise up together. <laughs> Get the frig over yourself. Rise up together. The the thing is with these with these totally melodramatic battle cries that they do, you've been totally bitching and moaning for four years. You've been a miserable little crybaby, petulant, snot-nosed child for four years, and now you're doing a defiant little speech? Oh, God. But, I mean, he has right to be to be concerned because we got a good preview. Thanks to the people at something called Midas Touch, which is, I guess, this pack or special interest group that is trying to preserve um, uh, health care choices for women, Alice, which does not affect minorities in an inordinate fashion, uh, fashion I'll have you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's a new ad they put out. And this really brings home what has Chris A's so bothered. And this is going to be our new reality very, very soon. Everything's going to be okay, right? So just let me do the talking. That's mom talking to her teenage daughter as the police have just pulled her over. This music, the dark one chord sound you hear, is the music that's going to play from now on, now that Amy, Co- Amy Coney Barrett is a justice of the Supreme Court. So now the cop menacing law enforcement is knocking on mom's door. Evening, ladies. License, please. Where are you headed? Oh, we're just out for a drive. Headed to the border? Oh, no, no. We were just going up to the... Uh, hey there. The... The What's daughter. your name? Grace. Mm-hmm. Are you pregnant, Grace? Step out of the vehicle. She does not have to yes, she does. No, no, no. Show me your hands no, on the wheels, please. No, Grace, step out of the vehicle. No, on the wheel. Grace, Grace, it's okay. They dragged Grace away and executed her because <laughs> they knew for a fact Mom-ing her, mom was taking her across state lines for uh, a health care procedure. <laughs> procedure. So there you go. Oh that is gosh. the future. The, the and, uh, I heard t- a bunch of uh, well, a bunch of people on Twitter thought that was fantastic. Yes, exactly. That's going to be the new normal. No wonder Chris Hayes is, is screaming like he is. I don't know what happened <laughs> to you people and what trauma you suffered, <laughs> but your world is dark and it's a scary place and it's not reality. But, um, you know, you're popping enough psychotropic uh, uh, pills <laughs> that it it must be reality to you. I mean, if you watched The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu enough times and, like, enough MSNBC, does it, like, mesh into, like, is that what you see when you look out the window in the morning? Because it's so... You sound like a typical factotum, so, Alice. I won't have it, I won't have so it here. It's so far removed Joe Biden, uh, from reality. Joe Biden is lucky it. to be the running mate of the top of the ticket. He let us know today. <laughs> My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's husband. And I am Kamala's running mate. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? I'm not. And Kamala's wife, Doug, is here, too. Uh, all right, here I'm gonna fill for a second, Alice. Talk to the people. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody knows that Joe is Kamala's running mate, right? Actually, we've all established this, and you're a terrible person if you dare to bring it up, uh, you know, to the media at all. But it, I mean, do you not find it odd that there's like this total lack of the media asking any? more sub- substantive questions about Kamala Harris, given that it seems pretty obvious to everyone that she's going to be president it, within a year from now. Terrible people are trying to make it difficult for folks to vote. You understand that, Alice? Terrible, terrible, terrible people. Are they messing with the That's post office? all that matters. That's all that matters. Messing with the post office. Yes. Can you believe messing with the post office? Yes. All these souls at the 
that is just that's painful. The ancestors are relying on us yes. to not let them down when there is so much at stake. Mm, yes, um, yes. I believe that Wakanda, by the way, has a king who's uh ha- is pro strong borders and anti trade. Is that is is ancestor something from Wakanda? I don't know if it's from them, but it's definitely. Are you, are you getting us into trouble right now, Alice? No. Okay. Let's bring, Let's bring this home. Let's bring this home. So we you, you know. Let's bring this home. Let's bring this home. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home to Massachusetts. All right, people of Massachusetts and people of other blue states, people of Massachusetts, bad news for you again. You have effed up. And as a result, uh, obviously, you are not going out for Halloween. That is over. That is over. The government gave us a chance of using, of making 18-foot PVC pipe turrets to uh, launch a Milky Way bar <laughs> 16 yards to a child once it's been disinfected. But we screwed that up, and now guess what's canceled? Thanksgiving, yes, yes. And if you go on, you're going to be even more grounded. And <laughs> oh, all right, you still want to go outside? All right. Then you lose Christmas, too. That's right. The holidays are canceled. Sorry. Sorry. You have done in – Charlie Baker has had enough of your BS. I think we all know the last nine months have been tough on everybody. And the holidays are usually a time when we all get together to celebrate the spirit of the season. Right now already, just with that tone, you know, and we usually like togetherness and camaraderie for the holidays. Right there, people in the audience know to call their relatives and say, by the way, let's cancel everything. It's off. This guy's about to say sayonara to everything we wanted to do. But there's just no way around it. Uh, The holidays have to look and feel different this year if we're going to keep up the fight against COVID. Select uh, Thanksgiving. Select Christmas. (laughs) Delete. I know that's hard to say, and in some respects, it will be even harder to do. But in uh, almost all respects, we're going to do it anyway. To GD bad, we don't know exactly. We're only number five for most deaths per state here, directly related to our own state policies and not your errant mask behavior. But you've made us angry. Now we have to cancel more stuff. So that is on you. That is not. No, 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 no. That is not on us. That is on you. Get better. Because it's over. So remember this, people of Massachusetts. Your holidays are over here. Maybe next time. But the science on this one's pretty clear. Uh Uh-oh. Gathering in groups, indoors, for an extended period of time, with family and friends, is likely the worst possible scenario for spreading the virus. So it's over, but there's always tomorrow. Today, the Department of Public Health has released tips on how families should think about and plan for a safe Thanksgiving. The lowest risk for spreading COVID-19 is to celebrate with only members of your household or to host a virtual gathering with other members of your family. Or to drown yourself in a tub. They can't be there. This is the best way to avoid bringing this terrible virus to your parents, your grandparents, or other loved ones. You could also lower yourself folks into do your decide own burn to gather with family members outside their household. The Department of Public Health recommends limiting guests as much as possible and to keep it to your limited social network. Out those of, that you've seen on a pretty regular outdoors basis. Outdoors is closed too. The scenario is certainly considered high risk for transmitting COVID, and Thanksgiving requires folks to act indoor, to eat indoors to drink and to socialize over an extended period Those of time and maybe watch a football game or two. Secretary Sutters will provide more detail on the DPH guidance in a moment. But every family here in the Commonwealth needs You're to think lar- long and hard damn right. about the well-being of your loved ones on before you make your plans. If you have a loved one who's high risk for COVID, it's simply a bad idea to risk exposing them. And as I said before, this virus, especially for people in those kinds of categories, has no mercy. And with that, enjoy the holidays. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Can you imagine? We know what you're going to do on Thanksgiving. Don't you think we haven't been watching you? We know what you're going to do. Thanksgiving requires folks to act indoor, to eat indoors, 
to drink and to socialize over an extended period of time and maybe watch a football game or two. That's right. So that's eating and drinking. That's at least four hours. One Patriots loss is another three hours, and then another football game. It's another four hours. It's a long time. No, 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 no. So you're on notice. Every family here in the Commonwealth needs to think long and hard about the well-being of your loved ones before you make your plans. But you know what? You know what? You have at least this. Fine. Thanksgiving is canceled. Yes, sure, fine. Christmas is canceled. You can't do that anymore. That's No, you're not doing that anymore. But just think. It's been a while since the last holiday was canceled. Anytime there's um, big gatherings uh, with close quarters, um, the potential for spread is real. That's exactly right. So, uh, you know. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. That means Thanksgiving this year, while you're uh, drinking and eating and watching football games, could cost you $8,000, depending on who we bust. And we do have a phone number to do it. Nothing says Merry Christmas like diamond out your neighbor who's got uh, you know four people over for, uh, for Christmas and uh, drinking eggnog together because they can tell. They can tell what you're up to. Incredible. I think um, we're a lot closer to that Midas touch video with the cops dragging the girl out of the car over eating Thanksgiving dinner than we are about abortions, by the way. Actually, it's a great point because, you know, when the cop says, are you going to the border? No, no. I mean, now people are going to the border. Absolutely. You know, but it's different. Once again, we talked about this again and again and again and again and again. There are bad things. Remember, bad things. We're announcing the creation of a COVID enforcement and intervention team. This team will be charged with two main tasks, ramping up enforcement in key communities and coordinating local intervention efforts at the local level in high-risk communities. Until you learn once and for all to stop. Just stop doing that. doesn't matter now that we're about to hit a second surge, even though all of us blue states have been tucked underground now for months and months and months and months, you know, with some exceptions. There were times, of course, when, um, where, you know, you were allowed to go out, let's say, if you wanted to protest for John Lewis or something. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech safely last night. Yes. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends, and colleagues tried, when possible, to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. I want to thank everyone who made their voices heard. That's exactly right. Social justice people, thank you so much. I mean, this is... The heroes six, we need. Exactly. The 1619 Project and uh, Rest in Power. Uh, that's absolutely fine. That is absolutely fine. We have no problem with those whatsoever. First at 6.30, breaking news. Protesters blocking a busy area of Boston. This is at the intersection of Congress oh and State Street. Yes, downtown crossing, one of the areas hit on Sunday night. You can see here more and more stores are boarding up their windows, yeah, some because of the damage boarding. done the other night. But all flower the increased pots. presence follows pots. Sunday's largely peaceful march and protest from Nubian Square to the State House. Thousands Nubian marched Square. through the streets calling for justice. It was not until Thousands. hours after that that violence and looting broke out on Newbury Street yes, and in downtown crossing. Pots. One protest in Boston drew tens of thousands of Yay! people. It was organized by Black Lives Matter in collaboration with the group Violence in Boston. Well, man, Monica Cannon-Grant is an activist and founder and CEO Monica, of the Violence in Boston organization. And she joins me now. How did you organize tens of thousands of people to come out and protest in Boston? In 2017, I organized 45,000 people to march against racism after what transpired in Charlottesville. And so this go round, um, it was a little bit easier. <laughs> Those are flower pots being hurled from businesses. Nothing violent. No violence whatsoever. Now, with respect to the demonstrations last night, the murder of George Floyd at the hands of the police was a horrible tragedy, one of countless tragedies, tragedies to befall people of color across the United States. 
Since this terrible pandemic and the loss that comes with it swept across the globe, people everywhere have gone through awful, terrible moments. The loss of life, connection, purpose, income, routine, it has all pushed. So if you want to throw bricks, go right ahead. We understand completely. If you want to celebrate Christmas or Labor Day or uh, Thanksgiving or Halloween, too damn bad. You're killing people. Many far beyond what we're used to dealing with. I want to thank everyone who marched thank and you. exercised their right to free, free speech safely last nice night. Nice turnout. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends, and colleagues yeah. tried when possible to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. I want to thank everyone thank you so who made their voices heard with the safety of those around you in mind. Thank you coming out. Those of you who did it safely when possible, we think we, we understand. You know, it wasn't always possible. Sometimes we were shooting fireworks at the heads of uh, young uh, police officers. Sometimes we were burning squad cars. But you know what? Thank you for trying. Thank you for trying. Jesus, can you imagine? Can you imagine? God, it's so miserable. Uh... So, that being said, um, we probably are on the edge of another surge in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I know you've talked about it. This virus kind of does what it wants to do, and mass compliance may take a little off at the edges, but um, we it's looking like we're um, on the cusp of something happening here. Uh, it's been ticking up slowly for a while, but Massachusetts actually has this program where one of the only places in the nation that has it where they're measuring for... Um, like leftover virus in um, wastewater, in like mm -hmm. the sewage, and they can actually detect it. And we're seeing a spike, uh, just like we were in the spring. Sort of, it's like that's where you see it first because I guess that that um, metric surges before the actual cases surge and stuff. So, and that's like really shot up sharply. So. I mean, hopefully now we've learned a lot on the hospital. So does everybody have to stay in, or does uh, only com law-abiding, complying good citizens have to stay in and close their business and die and lose lose their businesses? What? Who has to get punished? Um. Oh, well, I don't think they're going to tell anybody not to protest if there's a police-involved shooting or something. I don't, I don't think that's going to stop. So, but, um, but I, I think that we could see... You know, more extreme lockdowns again coming up in the near future. How is this popular leadership? I think we all know the last nine months have been tough uh, on everybody. And the holidays are usually a time tone, when we all man, get together to celebrate the spirit of the imagine, season. But there's just no way around a remote it. Meeting, the holidays be like, Jesus, have to look and You know what? I'll take any awkward moment over having this horrific... Monotone note. Let's do it for Ruth Ginsburg. I'll take you. I'll take you all day, Mark. Always remember, the force will be with you, always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hamill. That was inspirational. The force may be with you always, but um, but you can't do Thanksgiving. And there was no workaround written in the force bylaws for that. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Oh, man. All right, Al, anything left on the, uh, on the deck, or are we, uh, we out of here? Um. Well, this is um one of your good friends, I believe, Emily Radzikowski or whatever yes, her name uh, is. Yes, she's not my good friend, Alice. We are dating. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. She was in the what's that called video? Uh, blurred lines. Blurred lines video. I have not seen the uncensored version. I would not suggest any man look at it. Go ahead. Um. So she is. Congratulations to her. Pregnant. Oh wow. Um. But it turns out. That if you're a liberal in America, um, that this, that being pregnant is not actually a cause for your pure celebration, but a time to really dig deep and think a lot about gender and privilege and the patriarchy and how upsetting all this is. And so, you know, it's a tough time for her. I feel that for her, but she uh, wrote a long piece for Vogue about what she's going through. Um and how difficult it is, um, you know. Okay, we're so starting from scratch here, Alice. You're now neutral, straight man, news person, Alice, reading. What did Emily Radikowski write? Huh, she's pregnant? That's interesting. 
When my husband and I tell friends that I'm pregnant, their first question after congratulations is almost always, do you know what you want? We like to respond that we won't know the gender until our child is 18 and that they'll let us know then. Everyone laughs at this. There is a truth to our line, though, one that hints at possibilities that are much more complex than whatever genitalia our child might be born with. The truth that we ultimately have no idea who, rather than what, is growing inside my belly. Um, This goes on about gender stereotypes, about her talking to her therapist. Um about what a lonely experience being pregnant is, about how terrifying it is to fathers, the idea of having girls. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that lasts for and, about 10 um, seconds. Girls are better than boys. She I says have one girl and three boys. <laughs> she says, my friend, who is the mother to a three-year-old boy, tells me that she didn't think she cared about gender until her doctor broke the news that she was having a son. Uh-oh. She burst into tears in her office. Not a psycho. <laughs> and then I continued to cry for a whole month, she says matter-of-factly. After- <laughs> for a whole month. Congratulations on the husband, by the way. That's got to be a great gig, being the <laughs> husband to her. After a difficult birth experience, she developed postpartum depression and decided that she resented her husband more than she'd ever imagined possible. She told me she particularly hated, and she made an actual physical list that she kept in her journal, editing it daily, how peacefully he slept. There is nothing worse than the undisturbed sleep of a white man in a patriarchal world. Oh, God, great. By the way, it's always a great feeling knowing as a white man that you're sleeping and somebody's watching you (laughs) seething with hatred. Could cut your throat in a second. Keeping a diary of how well you sleep. <laughs> she shakes her head. It was hard to come to terms with the fact that I was bringing yet another white man into the world. Okay. But Excellent. Now- <laughs> Starting out healthy. I see. Good. <laughs> but now I adore him and I can't imagine it any other way. Right. That's good. Okay. Lawn signs. <laughs> she- <laughs> Let me get take it. Anybody uh, want to take a gander, a guess at what lawn signs are out there? Hey, it is not wrong here. <laughs> Correct. Weird. Black Lives Matter. Correct. I don't know anything. Love is real. Love is all. Um, remember, respect the science. Correct on those as well. Oh my God, just she, a just a shock. Do you think possibly there's a that there's <laughs> the, the crush that Liz Warren didn't win, but now Kamala is wearing uh, Timberlands and now she's just ruling the uh, the stage. She also eventually uh, learned to love her husband again. The sound of his perfect sleep next to her at night is now tolerable. That's an uplifting piece. Congratulations on the left. Nobody's it crazy. That's great. So, and holy lord. So she and, goes but on. Am I, am I radical? Do you have. So that was her friend. Right. But she says, I'm scared of having a son too, although not in the same way. I've known far too many white men who moved through the world unaware of their privilege. And I've been traumatized by many. And I've been taking their money now for 30 years. Um. She says, I've been traumatized by many of my experiences with them. And boys, too. It's mm-hmm. shocking to realize how early young boys gain a sense of entitlement to girls' bodies and to the world in general. I'm not scared of raising a bad guy, as many of the men I've known who abuse their power do so unintentionally. But I'm terrified of inadvertently cultivating the carelessness and the lack of awareness. That's great. Sounds, uh, sounds fun, Emily. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying to check out the video, but it's fun. Sounds fun, Emily. Thank you so much. Alice, thank you for that. That was very good. Unfortunately, I'm breaking up with Emily Radajkowski, although she did retweet me one time and maybe even uh, comment to me back when we were dating. Those days are over, though, because unfortunately, along with everybody else... Two more hogs got the fever. Sayonara, Emily. All right. Everybody, thank you so much. Sorry uh, Halloween is canceled, but uh, at least so is Thanksgiving and Christmas. So uh, New Year's Day, I assume, is definitely canceled. And then uh, Groundhog Day is coming, too. That's also canceled. My birthday's in January. That is canceled. Your birthday is canceled. Uh, This is the new uh, America that we may be about to elect. Cancel everything. Call a lid on everything. And just give up on everything. Great. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.